Welcome to Call Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Call Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And I have yet another wonderful analyst in the analyst series for the month of July for Cole Sports. Now, this gentleman right here is in the Metroplex, came from the Bay, went to college in Atlanta. But see, that will be for the interview in its totality, which will debut in the month of August on another platform. But here you get to hear the wonderful critique of how he views sports in many different lanes. So let's get right down to it. This is the founder and the voice of BS3 Sports. Ben Sutter the third. This brother is absolutely fire. And this is what he had to say. So I I'm really am interested now that that we're a month and some change away from when the season begins in the NFL again. And since you're of course in the Metroplex area. And you just came off of seeing how the Cowboys did pretty well with this. Ah, okay, we'll we'll see what this fourth rounder can do. Quarterback right. <laughs> and a exactly. rookie running back. Uh, what do you see for the Cowboys in 2017? Do you think you're going to see the success that they had in 2016 transfer over into this year? I don't see. I don't think we're going to see the same success. I think we are going to see a more mature Dak. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see a more mature Zeke because there's been a lot of stories mm. in the news uh, during the offseason. But I think when he gets on the field, he's going to produce. It's just, a, it's just a matter of that these off-the-field issues won't uh, come back to haunt him eventually. But I think we're, we're going to see, uh, like I said, a more mature Dak. But also, teams and defenses are going to watch every single thing that he did last year. They're going to pick apart every single thing. So I think there's going to be a sophomore slump, a, a, a slight sophomore slump. I don't see them going uh, 12 and, and 4 like they did last year. Uh, I do see them going probably 10 and 6 uh, or 11 and 5. Uh, I think the defense is the biggest question mark, which was a question mark last year. With us losing a majority of the secondary, uh, if not, it was pretty much all of it when you really think about it. You only kept couple of guys so there's a lot riding on these rookies that they drafted uh, but I think 10 and 6 is probably uh, the 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 minimum uh, and if they do better than that I mean I would I would gladly want to see it right and you hit every single question mark I have about the Cowboys and actually having to be successful beyond where they ended up bowing out in the playoffs which was of course a divisional round last year <laughs> look I I love Zeke when he's on the field but I am I'm totally with you uh, the stuff he does off the field just grates my nerves. It's as if it's as if there's somebody on his team that that needs to just step up and say, "Hey, hey, 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 Ezekiel, look, you you just you, you you're wilding out, man. You need to just chill with that. Stop with this, man, because you're looking bad. But there's no one there. Uh, do you actually, because you're there, do you actually see any of these incidents that that are just creeping up with him going to come back to bite him actually on the field? I don't see any yet. I think the case that he had going into the NFL, going into the draft, uh, the female that accused him, 
I think that's going to be dropped. Uh, but I, I do think if he continues down this path, someone is going to going to try to to catch him up in a situation. And mm-hmm. I think I don't think anything's going to going to going to go down this year. But my my concern is, you know, a, a year down the road, two years down the road, uh, is he going to be more mature? And this is this is the I think the thing about running backs and the thing about the cow the new kind of age cowboys is that they're gonna run him in this contract until whatever happens happens and when the contract's up yeah. I honestly don't don't see them re signing him because, you know, as as running backs get older, you can't you can't count on them sometimes. Um they'll get injured and there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of heaviness on running backs when they get to a certain age that the NFL is starting to realize. And I think the Cowboys are starting to get smarter as far as how they handle signings, how they handle re-signing players, which is which has been a long time coming for them to, to handle that. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with all of that. Because that's my major concern about him, because I'm, I'm just thinking, man. It might be one of those one of those scenarios where it just will leak into how it's going to affect him on the field too, and and that's the last that's the last thing that the Cowboys now that they're on this resurgence that's the last thing they need. Now, conversely, Dak couldn't be any more of a model citizen if you if if you actually created him. I mean, here's this brother who seems to have his head on his shoulders. If I'm not mistaken, he's on the he is like this close to getting his masters, and he actually has designs on wanting to be called Doctor. Dak Prescott, <laughs> Doctor Dakota Prescott. Wow. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah. He, 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 I think I've read an article where he, he has designs on wanting to actually get his PhD, and I'm like, wow. Okay, so this brother is about something. How is he in the community? Uh, how how has he been in in the Dallas community? Uh, he's 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 a stand up guy. I don't know if I've seen any other quarterback, any other kid at, at this age that is able to do what he's been doing. Uh, and he has been very active in the community. He goes back to his hometown. He he spends time with his with his grandmother doing the doing bye weeks. He's a guy that is what you, what you would want your son to be. If you if there was a role model to look up to, it would be it would be Dak. And he is always on time, uh, there early. And and this is the thing about Dak that he shows. He puts in the work. It's not that he thinks everything is going to come his way. It, uh, and the Cowboys, honestly, they got lucky because when he walked in the door, they they didn't know what they had. They just thought, okay, this is the guy we've been watching. Uh, he had a a DWI uh, mm-hmm. during the draft, right before the draft, right. so they didn't know what they had. But the work that he's put in shows what he is all about. Mm, yeah, fully agree. And and well, we all saw it on the field. Um, I mean, wonderful, wonderful performance, and most times didn't look like a rookie. Yeah. I, I have huge amount of respect for him. I really do. So you said 10 and 6, 11 and 5 for 2017 for the Cowboys. Hmm. And I'm with you. The, the defense to me is such a huge question mark. And I mean, all throughout, all, th- all, all three levels of defense, maybe for the very slight exception of the defensive line. And I mean, a very slight, one. <laughs> but I just see question marks there with that D all over the place. So I'm smelling 10 and 6, 11 and 5. I'm in, in, I'm, I'm thinking it's brought that for me too. Maybe nine and seven. And to me, that tells me that the door would be open for one of the other three teams in the NFC East to actually win the division. So which of those three do you think will win this year in the NFC East? Um, I think that's, that's a, that's a tough one. 
Um, but I think out of all the teams that have been in, improving in this offseason, uh, I think either Philly, I think I'm, I'm going to have to go with Philly. As much as I would hate to say that, uh, I think they've got a gem in, in Carson Wentz. They've also added a, a running back in the draft, and, and they've, they've, got, they've got a lot of pieces. Uh, and I think for them, they're inching closer to kind of getting to where they want to be. But every single year, it's always up for grabs. The NFC East is always up for grabs. You don't know who's going to win because they're always so close in comparison. And then this is uh, another year for the Giants. You know, every, what, three to four years, they seem to finally figure it out and it gets clicking. So mm-hmm. that, that's the biggest thing. And I love the NFC East for that reason. Uh, I think some people don't want to see it that competitive, but I love it. I want all of them to be eight. I want all of them to be nine and seven. I mean that that would be ideal for me. Be, you know, being a a, uh, a podcaster, that would be ideal. Mm-hmm. And you would, then you would hate me then because I I, <laughs> I said it'd be a per- <laughs> it'd be a per- it'd be a perfect year if every single game that the NFC East teams played against one another all ended in ties. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. That would oh yeah, be it would be crazy. First ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but but on a serious note, I, I look. I, I love the division. Uh, it's not my favorite one, but I do love the division and the 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 competitiveness and the rivalries seem to actually intrigue me. And because of that, it is interesting that you mentioned that it, you could think it, it it would actually be the Eagles to take it for for the NFC East in 2017. I'm hearing a lot of people say it could be the Giants. Uh, and and for me, I just I, I hesitate on that simply because of. Their running situation. I'm not really sold on that. If they had a running back that I could trust, I could probably say, yeah, the Cowboys would compete, but I don't think they'll win because I think the Giants will clobber them. And I can't say that about them either. You know, so it's interesting you say Eagles because I really do like Winston and I think he, he he's going to be something else. He's going to be something special. And I, and I'm, I, I, I think I'm going to see that same type of leap from year one to year two with him as we saw from Marcus Mariota in, uh, Tennessee from year one to year two from 2015 to last year. That will be interesting. That will be interesting. Yeah, that would be. I think the thing with the Giants is you can't, I don't think you can trust Eli or the running game, like you said. Their defense, I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to flat out win them some games. Uh, yeah. But if Eli is not on point, if he can't get the ball to Odell Beckham, if he can't get the ball to, I believe they just added uh, Brandon. Um, the kid, the, the guy from he was at the Bears and then he went to the Jets. Um, but Brandon you know, Marshall. if they Brandon Marshall, right? So I mean, if he can't get the ball to those guys, then this it'll be a complete disaster. Yeah, yeah, it would be. It would be. I mean, and it looks like that's how they're building the team to actually be configured for for this year. And yeah, for the for the regular sports fan, it'll be cool. It'll be interesting and it'll be exciting. Okay, they'll throw the ball up in the air, God knows how many times, and we probably see uh Diva and Pats. I, I mean Odell Beckham Jr. come down with one of those <laughs> one headed catches uh right. that he always seems to come up with ever uh, once a year and you know, and of course you got Brandon Marshall on the other end, uh gonna be probably the steadied force. So, you know, yeah, they'll be interesting and exciting, but yeah. I, I, I yeah, I un, unlike Deion Sanders, I don't believe in Eli either. Uh yeah. <laughs> All right, so you say the Eagles will probably take uh, the NFC East for 2017. Do you see them making any noise in the playoffs? Uh, I don't. I think we're going to see. I think it's, it would be uh, like the Cowboys going to the playoffs like they did. They'll probably be 
uh, probably be a one and done. Uh, uh-huh. I don't think they're at, I don't think they're at that that maturity level yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like I don't think uh, any team really in this division, maybe the Giants are probably maturity wise. They're probably there. Excuse me, the Redskins the Redskins are probably there maturity wise. But if they if the if the Eagles are the ones that win it, I don't see them getting past the first round. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I think the same. I think the same. All right, so who do you think is going to come out the NFC? Uh, who's going to be in Minneapolis from the NFC in uh, February 2018? Ooh, um, tough, tough question, but I would have to go. I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards uh, Seattle, uh, and the reason yeah. why is that they have they've had so much turmoil this off season, but nobody's left. Uh, they've had yeah. so many issues, but uh, they're still a close knit team, and they're. A team that's always to be to be reckoned with. They added Eddie Lacy, who you know he's going through all these weight requirements, and mm-hmm. he's actually getting past these weight requirements. But yeah. I think their defense is is really mm-hmm. the same. Yeah, and um, I think they're they're always a team that you have to be afraid of. Uh, I don't see I don't see Atlanta getting back there. To, that, that's hard. That, that's hard to lose the lead like that. And just come back like nothing ever happened. Uh, so I think I'm picking Seattle to to come out of the AFC, uh, NFC. Excuse me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I I'm having a hard time choosing be- right now between the Seahawks and the Packers. It's, uh, it, mm, but I, I'm tipping a little more toward the Seahawks because they have the two things that you need a playoff team to have, which is a stellar defense and if it shows up a running game. And normally when you have those two things. Even in the fast break style that we're seeing in the NFL is today, you normally have a team that goes further. Normally, you know, and of course with the Packers, yeah, they, their patchwork running back style and, and scheme <laughs> and having uh, Aaron Rodgers throw the ball 50 times a game uh, with a defense that, that decided to wake up <laughs> and actually play pretty decent, not, not lights out, but decent for the rest of 2016. Neither they slipped the four and six, you know, I, you know, it's a quarterback driven league and it's hard to, it, it's hard to say, okay, well, this team can't do anything. Uh, but when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers who can just get hot at any moment and just carry a team, well, it's hard to just simply say, no, okay, you like a running game. You like a defense. Yeah. Yeah. Forget you. But uh, I'm with you, man. I lean Seahawks too. Uh, I just, I just can't, I, I, I just can't reconcile a team that if Wilson is right, and the running game is there and the defense is solid. I just can't see, I can't see another team beating them. If all, if all is right, I just can't see that. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. Yeah. And, uh, on the AFC side of things, the team I love to watch is the, the Steelers because uh, I, I've said this often. The, the, the defense I love seeing is the, is the Vikings defense. I, I get giddy when I see them play defense. I'm the same way about the Steelers on offense. Most diversified offense I've seen since the greatest show on turf back in the late nineties and early two thousands. I love to see them. However, I just cannot see them getting past the Patriots. And I definitely can't see any other team getting past the Patriots because I think the Steelers are the closest team that can do it. And if I don't think they have a chance, well, I certainly don't think the other, the other 14, you know, so am I seeing this wrong? Is there any, any team in the AFC that can unseat the Patriots in your mind? I think it's the Raiders. I mean, they have completely flipped the coin from what they have been for the past 10 years or so. Um, they, they've added so many key pieces. Their defense is strong. Uh, Derek Carr, who's just got paid, 
uh, you know, five years, uh, 150, 125 million. Yeah. So I, I think I think the Raiders are right there. Um, uh, obviously, the Patriots are uh, the best team. They, they've added some other pieces as well, but I think the Raiders also with adding beast mode can't you can't not uh, yeah. think think that's not going to be a factor. Right. But the Raiders. I think the Raiders have a legitimate chance. And and here's the thing about the Steelers. Mm -hmm. You already know Big Ben's going to go down at some point in time of the year. Is it going to be at the beginning? Is it going to be in the middle? Is it going to be at the end where it counts the most? That's the biggest thing about the Steelers. Their top two guys, Le'Veon Bell and and Big Ben, have a tendency to get hurt or have a tendency to get stuck into issues when the team needs it. And that's that's the biggest thing that uh, I think you got to factor in with uh, with the Steelers. Yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred one hundred percent on that. Totally agree with you on that. On 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 all those on all those all those uh, points that you just made. The only thing that just makes me say I just don't think the Raiders can do it yet defensively. Look. Right now, the best defender in the league is Khalil Mack. And I, I still want to throttle Rick Smith's throw for the Texans and saying you should have drafted him instead of Javion Clowney. <laughs> to this day, right. I still want to throttle his throw for that. But he is a stellar defender. I mean, I'm, oh, my gosh. It's like you can put him anywhere. You can put a middle linebacker. He can do his thing. You put him outside linebacker. He can do his thing. You can put a defensive end and he can do his thing. I, I just love the diversity of his, his range and I love his motor. I don't know if you have 10 other guys that are along with him. There's, there, there's some good pieces, some good pieces on defense there. I just don't see enough great pieces that are, that, that can match the play that Khalil Mack has. And that's the only question, Mack, question mark for me. Offensively. Oh my gosh. And you named one good piece, beast mode. I mean, car. I mean, it, you, that offensive line. And I can't, I can only think of one that's better. You know, if it weren't for a fluke play, a, a, a fluke tackle, I mean, we would be talking about the Raiders actually coming off of a season where they won their first AC West championship in 15 years, 14 years. The offensive line is awesome. Car is great. The pieces that he has around him, Crabtree and Cooper included. Beautiful, stellar pieces. I can't say anything bad about the offense. And if I did, I'd be lying to you. It's just that I don't know if there's enough pieces that are around Mac that can elevate to his great level of play. That's the only issue I have. Other than that, yeah, I, I could I could see the Steelers. Uh, I mean, I could see the Raiders challenging the uh, the Patriots too. And I wouldn't be surprised actually if I saw the two of them actually match up in the AFC Championship, the Raiders and the Patriots. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be either. Yeah, yeah. And so, okay, so you uh, you say the Raiders could challenge them. Do you think they could actually beat the Patriots this year? I don't think they can beat the Patriots, though. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady, the way he picked apart that lead, uh, that just shows he is the uh, he is the GOAT. I mean, uh, people don't want to agree with it. I didn't want to agree with it. Uh, I had to really come to grips with it that the amount of championships that he's had, even if you want to count, the Flate Gate, if you want to count uh, the Tuck Rule, if you want to count all of those things, mm -hmm. uh, he still had to play. He still had to play the game, and mm -hmm. he's done an amazing job at it for a very long time. The only thing that could that could trip up the Patriots is obviously if he goes down with injury, which is right. a possibility as you get older right. that that can happen. Mm -hmm. That is the only thing that I think will trip up uh, the Patriots. And, I mean, they they've got – uh, Garoppolo, who, who's like this high commodity right now, and he's only played for three games, three or four games yeah. in his whole career. Right. So Patriots organization as a whole, mm -hmm. they know what it takes to win, and they 
they've got it. They've got it under control. Yeah, that front office scares me. How is it that they just know how to pick out these 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 needles and haystacks year after year after year? I I, I just don't know how they do it. And amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And yeah, I'll 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 cop. I'm one of those who will actually still say I, I can't see Brady being the goat, and it's not because of the flake gate, and it's not because of the quote cheetah things. It is because he has two L's against a team and a quarterback where he should not have lost either game because <laughs> I get frustrated with that. I'm like, there's no way you should have lost not once but twice to an inferior team with an inferior quarterback. There's just no way, no way. But I see those two L's and I just can't I just can't reconcile that. I just have a hard time saying, yeah, OK, 60,000 plus yards, five rings, three Super Bowl MVPs. Okay, cool. Yes, he is an awesome player. And I, and I put the GOT acronym on him, the greatest of this time instead of the greatest of all time with him. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, I haven't seen another quarterback in this era. And I do include Peyton Manning in that, in, in that as well. That has played the quarterback position as well as he has. And in there, and there are sometimes I have not seen the quarterback position played even in watching old film as well as he has. I will cop to that. I will admit that. And I'm with you too. Cheating allegations included. I just, mm, I just can't do it. But you know what? I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to rain on anyone else's parade who says that he is. But I just know that I caught flack in February when I said, yeah, great performance, but he's still not the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny you say that uh, because the day after that, I, uh, I did a podcast. It, it was about, I think it was Tom Brady the GOAT. That's basically what I named it um, because it was, the way he came back in that game, um, he has more championships as far as quarterbacks and, and almost as far as anybody, uh, believes. So he is, he's an unbelievable player. And I've, I've, I've hated on him for long enough and I had to really look in the mirror <laughs> and be honest with myself because I, I had, I had Joe Montana over him. I also had, um, I had Peyton Manning over him. Uh, mm-hmm. But the way the way he won that one and his possibility and his chances to win more is yeah. still is it's still there. So that that's even that's even scarier that he still has a possibility to win more championships. That that is that is beyond. If I was any other team in the NFL, I would I would be shook because he he his determination hasn't hasn't dropped off at all. Mm, yeah, and I agree. I mean, he's only what forty this year. And it doesn't look like he doesn't look like he he's playing like he's forty. You know, it, it, it looks like he's playing like he's thirty. And it's just ridiculous how how much of a grasp of the game he has. And, and you said the words beautifully. How in that twenty eight to three deficit, how he systematically broke down, picked apart, and literally destroyed a a Falcons defense that had him solved for th- almost three full quarters. And they and and he solved them and just ridiculously shredded them for a quarter plus after that. And I, yeah, I my mind is boggled still to this day. And it's a few months later. I still think back to that February day in Houston, and I'm like, how in the world did Brady, who couldn't really manage but a field goal for three quarters, just score four touchdowns <laughs> in a quarter yeah. plus against them? I, I, I'm like, wow. I yeah, my jaw still is dropped. It, it, it is, 
you know, there's there's a a, a friend I have. He, he's a part of the X Squad. He is he's he's a a Patriots fan. Uh, most of the people in X Squad are in Atlanta, so they're most of them are Atlanta Falcons fans. Oh and no! And the conversation the conversation is always hilarious because he the uh, uh, guy's name was Grego. He's always going to say what the Patriots have done, and then he's got you know ten people that are saying, well. We're 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 still fans of, of the of the Falcons and and he still cheats so it's always that argument will always be everybody's uh, fallback it will always well he cheated it, it will, and that was me I'm gonna be honest I was one of those people so <laughs> um, but I I think that uh, you can only use that for so long and that's the problem you can only use it for so long you can only say that for so long and at this point. It, it, it's gotta, it's gotta, it's gotta die. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, you, you can only go so long and so far with the Flay Gate and Spy Gate. I, I fully agree with you there. And and to give you the 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 personal feel for me, I have two brothers in law, and both are passionate uh, football fans. One is a Patriot fan. One is a Falcons fan. And so, oh, okay. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, the the the, the brother in law I'm actually closer to is a it's a Falcons fan so he he drove down to uh, where uh, my other brother in law is now uh, and and they're both in Georgia and they're watching the game both of them are wearing jerseys uh, he was wearing uh, the my 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 brother in law uh, was wearing my one brother in law the Falcons fan was wearing a a, a Vic jersey a red Vic uh, Falcons jersey. I cannot remember the jersey that my other brother-in-law was wearing, but it was it was a white Patriots jersey. I just can't remember the number. So there's this picture that my Patriots brother-in-law took, Patriots fan brother-in-law took, and and it's legit because he actually is from Boston. So this he wasn't like a he wasn't like a Georgian who's like, okay, well, yeah, they're the hottest team, and I hop on their bandwagon. No, he actually he actually came from Boston, so he his his rooting interest is legit. So he took this picture, posted it on Facebook, and you see him, and this is right after. Lewis pounded that ball in the end zone in overtime, and and you saw Blunt looking like he was running a 100 yard dash going out to to greet him. It was taken right then. So he flashed the picture. You see my jubilant Patriot fan brother in law wearing this red, white, and blue Joker's hat with the affirmation Patriots jersey, and off to the side in the back, you see my brother in law, who is a Falcons fan, slouched in the chair. Like what in the heck just happened? What did I just see? Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe this jump. <laughs> he was slouched in the chair, uh, and I and I felt for him. Oh my gosh, I felt for him. Now, mind you, my wife is also a Georgia peach too. So all throughout the game, I was hearing her talking massive noise, not to me, but just in general. My Falcons are doing great, although she doesn't root for anything the Falcons ever do. <laughs> he right. said okay i see it's 28 to 3 i'll turn off the tv i'm gonna do some i'm gonna do some school work so she turned off the tv tended some school work and then when i and then when she yelled back because she was upstairs and i was downstairs and when i <laughs> about an hour later when uh, the game was pretty much over she screams down so what's the score baby i said yeah you're gonna be disappointed yeah uh the falcons took it on the chin what you mean to tell me the Falcons lost? How did they lose a twenty-five point lead? It's like, yeah, yeah, baby, they lost. 
That's what we're all wondering right now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to have to console my brother. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. That, that, That whole that whole night was amazing. And like you, I didn't have a horse in a race. I just was happy that I saw a good game. That's all I cared about. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I'm, and we went to a friend's house to watch the game. Uh, it was halftime, so we were like, "This game's over. We're, we're going to go in and go home." Mm-hmm. Uh, we get home. The, the, we, we got there before the third quarter started, so we're continuing to watch the game. And then you just at that fourth quarter, you just kind of see the mm-hmm. the tides turning, and then you're like, "Oh my God, they're going to ready to come back and win this game." Right, and that's that. That's what ended up happening, and it was it was unbelievable. Yeah, almost couldn't even can't put that in words uh, no. how that how that went down. No, I still can't. I still can't put it in, um, and I don't even try. I'm like, oh my gosh! But it was a great moment. Oh, <laughs> wow! You <Even> talking <laughs> about it all these months later. I'm I'm just getting I'm just getting feels over over a game against two teams I could really care less about. I don't hate either one. I don't like either one. But I'm like, oh man, that was a great game. And then and, and that I can totally see why, you know, people like you would actually say, yeah, OK, Brady is the GOAT. I can fully see that because it's one of it was one of the greatest one of the greatest moments in, in NFL history. And heck, I mean, the greatest comeback in, in in Super Bowl history. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I, I could totally see that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Many thanks to Ben Sutter the third. I, I'm just thinking about that full episode that will be on Revelations that shows dot Pippa, that's P-I-P-P-A dot I-O forward slash Revelations. Oh, that is going to be one powerful episode when it debuts. That will be debuting a little later in August. The platform itself will be debuting August the 1st, and I look forward to seeing what you all think. Check out Ben Sutter the 3rd every other Saturday on Spreaker at 1 p.m. Central. 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the brother just comes with fire every single time he steps behind the mic. I appreciate him. If you happen to like this episode or any episode that you've heard thus far, that's a regular show, interview, or guests like this one. Come on down to ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You can check out VIP Speak merchandise. You can buy books. You can actually get a book for free while you're going to eat mine. The five greatest quarterbacks in the NFL history. You can get all those things on ColdSportsWithAZ.com. And if you want to reach out and get at me, email me at Cole at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's Cole at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. I'll be glad to answer whatever questions you may have. And if you want to reach at me social media style, you can find that too. All of those things and more you can find on coldsportswithaz.com that's coldsportswithaz.com you can check out me and this brand on cold sports with the z.com it doesn't matter where you listen to me how you listen to me or when you do i just want you to do this one simple thing vip and that is to enjoy the content For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, and this is... Cole Sports! You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.